0: Tell me, why are your parents? Uh, I have no family. I tried to enroll in school, but your principal, Skinner, turned me away because of my shabby clothes. (gasps) He's a liar. Four-finger discount, dude.
1: Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Quotes at Nobody Gets Anymore, Facebook page, and nohomers.net. I am
2: Dando. I am Mitch. With a mouthful of lollies, very unprofessional. I was a little lime jelly bean that I wasn't expecting, oh, uh, jelly baby that I wasn't expecting. Why are you eating? You're in the air. I needed my sugar fits. Oh, one rule in radio, you never eat while you're talking. Yeah, well, one rule in Mitch's life, break all the rules. Hence
1: why I ate, like, all my snakes before we started recording.
2: Yeah, well, you're maybe a
1: little bit more professional than I am. I've worked in
2: radio. You've worked in radio, haven't you? You did commercials or something. I I've recorded. One or two commercials. It's hardly working Do in radio. your commercial voice. Hi, this is Mitch from Four Finger Discount. Did you really talk like that? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I've got a
1: radio voice, I think. I, I think everyone does. If you're on radio, it's funny. It's The best part about it is going to. A, if you've been to a radio studio, watching the face of the person change. Yeah, Because right. they'll, be, they'll be comfortable. Mine they, just did it. Yeah, yeah. And when they hit the air, it's, they, they sit up straight and they sort yep. of, you know... The
2: professionals, you can just tell, are really relaxed. But the mm. ones that are, are still a little bit nervous... And they try to affect what they think a radio voice is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly in Australia. And, and young start out comedians will do this a lot as well and like you're right they don't talk like themselves they talk like what they think they should talk like what I don't like particularly in Australian radio is
1: everyone just tries to sound like they're happy Mm.
2: we're happy to be here guys yeah thanks for listening But like just Dando and Mitch in your afternoons home it's 13 degrees outside yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was from Pink we're gonna play the next one from Christina Aguilera who remembers her no one
1: Exactly. Yeah, terrible. Australian Radio 101. Mm. <laughs> so we're here
2: today to review
1: what a segue, Radio Bart. That's true. Radio Bart was to <laughs> we, we did not even
2: set that up. Maybe, that we, was maybe we should do it in our AM radio voices. Because AM <laughs> radio in Australia. A bit and, you know, sound a little bit too relaxed. And maybe a little bit upset. Who's pro- Radio Bart, a boy's fallen into a well. Who's to blame? Call Let's us. 52 two, mm. Call us. Do our jobs. <laughs> Pretty sure I just stole that from Tony Martin. Yeah, So yeah. sorry. What, what don't you still <laughs> get caught out
1: on that? So, what did you think of the episode going back and watch it? You said you were excited just to go back and watch it. I haven't seen this one on TV for a really long time. It used to be on like all the time, yeah. every week. Not mm. every week, but you know, quite often. Pretty it's one often. Of the ones that I, thinking back of when I used to watch The Simpsons, this is one that always seems to pop up in my head. Yeah. It was on Channel 10. From
2: when I was young, yeah, but I hadn't seen it in such a long time. Mm. And holy shit, is it a lot better than I remembered it being? Yeah, it's really wacky compared to like last week. A little bit far-fetched in the whole they couldn't just go down and pull him out of the well. Well, Beaconsfield, Todd and Brant, those dudes over in China a little while ago. That was a mine. It's always harder than what you think. (laughs) All that aside, they could have just sent a bucket down for him or Daniel Plainview style and There Will Be Blood. He could have just climbed his way out of there. Yeah, it it was, like you said, a really, really fun episode. I think
1: this particularly as well, a great use of a guest star. Sting? Yeah. I just think they used him to perfection and- I think it's because he really wanted to get onto the show and he was just all, he
2: was open for anything, basically. He brought so much to it, yeah. Yeah. What I love about this episode going back is that the satire that is in this episode is as relevant, if not more relevant, today. I love how they take the piss out of the We Are the World song. Mm. Uh, Even the lyrics.
1: We, we can't get him out. We'll do the next best thing. We'll get on TV and sing. sing. It's like, sing, that's going to yeah. do anything. Yeah, and, then, and then Krusty's like, Yo, all the money pays for our, you know. Oh, it pays for transportation costs. Those
2: limos out the back, they aren't free. The rest we just chucked in <laughs> the well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but yeah, great setup. What,
2: what else did you like about the episode? Which would look, the natural flow of storytelling and that sort of stuff. I mean, <laughs> there's there's great individual moments throughout. Um, I oh, I forgot about the convoy getting slipped in there. to yeah. be perfectly honest. The I, I mean, no, the the satire was the biggest thing for me. That it was so biting. And Simpsons has always kind of acted as a social satire in a way, or a satire of American values. But this was just like such a real slap in the face of the way people respond to mass or mass response to tragedies. I love the scene when Homer
1: says, he's, you know, he's a hero. Why? He just fell down a well. Well, you know, we, more than you've done this week. Yeah. Like, it's just <laughs> how everyone just jumps on a bandwagon mm. if the media just keep flogging it to you. Oh, yeah, totally.
2: Well, there's been a number in Australia over the years. Todd and Brant in Beaconsfield, Stuart Diver in the Threadbow mine collapse. Oh, oh, of this, course, that, mine that collapse. huge, the, um, wasn't The, ski, the, ski, the, ski the avalanche, yeah. Um, he, did he survive that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, he got frostbite and stuff, but I don't know. We were quite young, young when that occurred. Anything. It was yeah. probably nineties, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, look, it happens very often around yeah. the world that there'll be cave-ins and people. Are, but in general, it doesn't have to be about this. It's, the satire is on the way that everyone gets caught up in the groundswell and there's all this emotion and all this support, and then people get over it very, very quickly. Yeah. Um. There's all. Oh, firstly, there's cash-in situations. People that there are evil people in the world that will try to turn a profit out of anything. And then yeah, we move on, and we're two weeks later. Forget that it Look, ever happened. There's a squirrel that looks like Lincoln. That's bigger news.
1: Yeah, there is a point. The, I won't actually say it now. I say it, there's a great uh, use of bait and switch comedy later in the episode in regards to the Lincoln squirrel, which I'll get into mm. a little bit later. I also did like that there was a few seeds planted. Like things happened at the beginning of the episode that paid off later. Paid on. off later. For example, the label maker. Mm. Him getting that, you're like, oh, whatever. But that played
2: a, such a key role in him getting caught. Yeah. That, and him getting stuck down the well. A little bit of that Chekhov's gun principle in storytelling that, you know, don't put something on stage if you're not going to use it. Yeah. It's very much a case of that.
1: I also think, too, as much as this was a Bart episode, it was also a Homer episode. Mm. Homer is a really good father in this episode.
2: Yeah, he is. Uh, in the, I mean, his gift is a little bit... I want to say thoughtless. It reminded me of him buying Marge a bowling ball. Like, he sees something that he would like. And decides someone else will like it as well.
1: Oh, I don't know if it's... But I, I, not, I not in the same... To, I don't think he wanted to use the microphone. I think he's just like, oh, that could be Bart. Bart could be, yeah. you know, getting girls or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
2: And that's why it's not... It doesn't come across the same way as it did with the bowling ball. The yeah. bowling ball he got bought purely because he wanted it. He got his own name engraved on it. But I think all dads do that at some point where they buy their son a gift because they would really like it. Yeah. Um, like, Not because they want to use it, but they think, I would like that, so he must like he, it. He must like it. And
1: they'll kind of force it upon them a little bit I just felt so sorry for him when Bart just throws it aside and Homer looks they, they draw him he's genuinely, genuinely upset he's yeah like, but he doesn't oh. say anything though no and that's what's better mm. Marge is like just be polite and Homer's like oh like well, he's just gutted yeah. he thought he'd done a really good job nothing yeah and then he's the one who instigates digging Bart out of the hole hmm. so throughout the whole episode he's just he's just a really good father I yeah. just really liked what they did with him here
2: in this episode same, yeah. No, he's really well written. Everything yep. about this is really well written. It's one yep. of, honestly going back. I, I don't know how I didn't put this in my top ten. I yeah, think it's a really great episode. Yeah, you know, it definitely deserves to be in there. There's valid reasons. Probably wouldn't put it in my top ten, but I can I can
1: see why you would justify putting it in yours. I also do think too, compared to last week's episode, the animation is just
2: so much better, man. It, mm. It's starting to really look like The Simpsons yeah. now, isn't it? Particularly the big number scenes. Like, yeah, all, like everyone flocking through the street, or the bit where they've got the Got it all set up like it's a carousel. Yeah. Those sorts of things are really good. The animation of Bart falling back into the well, yep. I really liked. I just think... And Sting was designed well as well. Mm. All the celebrities looked really good. But anyway, just... Yeah, a
1: great episode. So, a few facts before we get into the review. Do you want to get into your big
2: one that you text me that you're furious oh, so about? so... Every time. Not every, fall every time. this trap every week. <laughs> it's like... So, I'll, I'll go through and watch the episodes and I'll type my notes. And then every now and then, I have this idea. And it's through no research. Like... I know a fair bit about The Simpsons. A lot of you a lot of people listening to this show know more about The Simpsons than I do. Yeah, we won't hide away from that fact. No. Like well, I get messages every week where I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, like you <laughs> that's that's pretty intense. All these facts that we we, we Google a lot of them. Like well, it's not yeah. like we're not off the top of my head, obviously. Yeah, clearly. But I was watching through and I was like, This really feels like an old Kirk Douglas movie. Um it's a movie that very few people would have known it's from the fifties, it's called Ace in the Hole. Fifty one. Fifty one, there you go. Um Uh, So, Ace in the Hole is about a reporter who's kind of working for this small-town paper. He's desperate for a big story, but nothing happens. He's gone out to talk to someone about something inconsequential, and there's a mind collapse when he's out there, and he kind of orchestrates the whole scenario to keep it going as long as he possibly can. He manages to convince people to take the safest but longest route to get down to the guy. And just so he can keep the story spinning and keep himself on the front page for as long as he possibly can. Now, spoiler alert, he runs the guy to death uh, ultimately by causing all these delays the guys ends up dying he has a kind really of, he has a change of conscience about it and he tries to get them to go the other way but it's too late by that point it's quite a dark movie it is quite a dark movie and i think in 1951 that's why it didn't go down very well people yeah. there aren't many movies from that vintage that are as dark as what this was but it also kind of had this black comedy running throughout the whole thing so anyway yeah i'm watching i'm like yeah, the kind of the hysteria about this and that whole vibe feels very much like Ace in the Hole. I'm going to write that. I'm going to sound like a genius. I'll make that connection. And then I got to the end of the episode and I popped the audio commentary on and literally 30 seconds into it, they're like, so this came from uh, Matt Groening who had an idea after <laughs> watching Ace in the Hole. like, <laughs> son of a bitch. Apparently he told the writer John Vitti write an episode about this so he gave him the brief outline. Hmm.
1: John Vitti didn't watch the movie before he wrote the episode and then apparently this wasn't by choice. He just couldn't find a copy of it anywhere. So yeah, so before, before the internet, obviously, video stores didn't have many movies from the '50s. So, getting your hands on a copy of a 1951 movie that people didn't
2: really like because of how dark it was—very slim chance. proved very, very difficult to do. Yeah, yeah. So, another fact. It is a great movie, by the way. If yeah. anyone gets a chance to sit down and watch it. It's on YouTube now. Check it out. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but it could be.
1: Yes. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, obviously, was originally planned to be in the role of Sting. But mm. He turned it down because he was one of the front runners or one of the frontmen for the We Are The World song that they yeah, did for okay. Live Aid. Is um, that
2: why he turned it down? He didn't want to No, 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 that's why they chose him. Because he was one of the... Yeah, but he, did he turn it down because he didn't want to parody, parody his own values, maybe?
1: because yeah, I guess... It it was it was more of a satire, wasn't it? It was taking the piss out of the whole situation, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. So I could see that. I the the, the real, real reason was never really put online, so we don't really know yeah. the real reason. But that would be a good understanding. Call him up, ask him why. Not, the Who's boss. got the boss's number? Yeah. Hey, boss. So obviously they chose Sting instead. Sting's funnier, I think. Sting's hilarious. Yeah. I, I just love the not why one of my
2: fans needs. Me. <laughs> he just he just nails the role. He's great. It's a wonder they never had Sting back on. Yeah, you're right. It would have been really good to have him come back. And I mean, he's cameoed in other things. Like, he was in the most recent Zoolander movie. Like we said, he wanted to be on the show. He enjoyed being on the show. Mm. He was great to
1: work with. Should have had him as a weekly character. Why Ride not? him into the family. <laughs> I was thinking today, a little bit off topic. Do you know a good way to get ratings for season 28? Uh, Bring back Hank Scorpio. Yeah. A season premiere, The Return of Hank Scorpio. Yeah. Would you watch that? Yes.
2: Everyone would watch that. I'd watch a spin-off show just about Hank Scorpio. Uh, no, nah, I think that he would lose his charm if they did that, though. Albert I Brooks would never lose his charm. That is true. But I just think
1: if you're listening out there, Simpsons creators, I don't care if you steal this idea. Get Brooks on season 28 premiere. Imagine like the teaser trailer. He's mm. back, and then like the silhouette of Hank Scorpio. Then yeah. him saying some random line about whatever, just you know, improvised.
0: Oh man, it'd be really you know gold. Would
2: be brilliant is if in that. Um, he kills, what's the name of the guy from the movie that they got? The EPA guy that was voiced? Russ Cargill. Russ Cargill. So kills g- him, yeah. Kills him because the fans were so shitty about the fact that they got Albert Brooks and didn't get him back to play Hank Scorpio, which seemed the obvious choice. Fights so so d- itself. Yeah, exactly. Boom, gone.
1: Imagine how many YouTube views that little 20 second trailer would get. You're right. You looked at the well, mic funny. Lots, I imagine. There's a hair on the mic, and it just hit me in the lip. <laughs> you started talking, and you're like, "I'm going to look at the mic funny now." How yeah. the beast? I don't know. I think it's because the, the dog sleeps on yeah, the couch. exactly. <laughs> no, I <it's> just got dog <laughs> hair in my mouth. <laughs> it tickles my nose sometimes. <laughs> it's really annoying. Um, any more facts we got in? Okay, yeah. A TV commercial. Now you sent me the link to the commercial. It's available on YouTube. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate? Uh, well, it's just the TV. The um, Ronco is the company. Ronco, thank you. I'd forgotten what the Mr. name was. Mister Microphone it. is what they were selling, which yeah. is a, the same as the Superstar Celebrity yeah. Microphone. That Ridiculous commercial Park. from the seventies. Uh, t- tell them why it's so good, though. Uh, what <laughs> line do they use? <laughs> the,
2: um, hey, good looking. We'll
1: be back to pick you up later. That a guy actually says that on the commercial. A white guy, a white, the whitest guy
2: in the world, like in his twenties. After <laughs> my favorite part of the clip was when they had the whitest black man in the world, guy singing, guy dancing. in like cargo. Pants and kind of like a he polo called, called polo sweater Cosby, somehow, he's like nice. a thin Bill Cosby. Yeah, but just like got the biggest leg movements as he's l- carrying a boombox on his shoulder, which he is singing into himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just grooving along to his own beats.
1: Can we still get that kind of microphone? I don't know, because it seems like an amazing contraption. You hold this microphone and then you can talk through that radio. I've never seen anything like it.
2: Yeah, that's that's very true. Surely, but we're talking. We have actual microphones and we're talking to the world. I feel yeah. like what we have is better. But I would, wouldn't you love to be able to go to JB Hi-Fi and talk to all the radios at the same time? Yeah, that's true. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Customers, 50% off all TVs now. <laughs> Maybe that's why they destroyed the technology. Red light special. We weren't ready for it. It was like <laughs> nuclear bombs. <laughs> the people at Ronco were so preoccupied with whether or not that they could that they never stopped to think if they should. <laughs> Speaking
1: of that commercial they sing Convoy as you mentioned before Yeah, it was originally meant to be a track called The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald Mm. which is by Gordon Lightfoot and it's a song about the sinking of the bulk carrier SS Edmund Fitzgerald on Lake Superior now do you know why they didn't
2: use it I, funnily enough, I do. Dando. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's because the band made it so that they would have to have, like technically the rights holders are the surviving members of all of the family of the crew. Yeah. I think there's like 29 families they would have had to get sign off from. I think
1: it was like, yeah, 29, so they couldn't be fucked asking all those people. So they said, you know what? We're just going to choose a different song. Mm. And Convoy's funnier anyway. Convoy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love. It's That's one of the better novelty songs. Um, yeah. It's up there with Cows With Guns. Yeah. For mine, but uh, I, I used to really love that song when I was a teenager and walk around affecting my best trucker voice like we got a great big come boy uh, breaker one nine this here's rubber duck you got a copy on me pig pen come on like it's it's all the I, I love I can all imagine you dialogue. singing that
1: into your, your mirror in your bedroom <laughs> pretty
2: <laughs> much wearing my trucker hat
1: <laughs> final fact this one's a bit of a dark one Homer was originally supposed to create
2: a punch made from Kool-Aid and rat oh, poison yeah this this is funny in writing. Yeah. I read that. I was like, <laughs> that's really fucking funny. Yeah. But then I imagined it happening. I went, oh, that would be awful. Yeah. Well, so, once. He- so this is in response to Bart convincing him that aliens had taken over the planet. So, basically, yeah, Homer's like, all right, we've got to commit suicide before they get here. Which is kind of funny um, reference to Heaven's Gate. Was okay. It was the Heaven's Gate people that um, had committed, like, mass suicide. Okay. Um on that like they basically convinced all it was a cult they'd convinced all their followers that the rapture was coming or aliens or something along those lines and they all committed suicide on the same day Family Guy ripped it off in one of their very early seasons okay uh, I, I sort of saw
1: it also as a bit of a parody of um, Orson Wells doing the War of the Worlds yeah. through the radio yeah yeah. Just so you know how everyone just thought the world was actually ending. Yeah, I love Homer just... He hears that. He just assumes the world's ending. But yeah. the, I'm glad they didn't use the rat poison and Kool-Aid because that would have been depressing, man. It would have been. And, like but, it, and
2: what they came up with was so much better. Just running off to get a gun. Yeah. Well, running or, off or with a gun. Yeah, him running past. But it's just in the background, which yeah. is what I love about it. Yeah, like, yeah. the rest of it is just continuing on as he just goes flying <laughs> down the hallway <laughs> with this single-minded focus. And like, yeah,
1: as he's running past. But yeah, they didn't use it because they felt that kids might have copied... Yeah, which is very wise. So, the original air date was January 9th, 1992, the first for 92. Chalkboard gag was a will not carve gods. Don't quite get that.
2: Um, I assume, well, it's isn't that one of the Ten Commandments? Not to mm-hmm. worship graven images? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure that um, that's one of the in, in like that flashback sequence where in um, uh, Lisa versus the Eighth Commandment. Yeah, one of the people that is there is like carving um, I'm different little things. Thing. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Okay, well that makes sense.
2: And the couch gag is the family
1: bounces up and down on the couch and they bounce along. I think Homer ends up on the end. Is that correct? I wasn't paying much attention <laughs> to the couch gag. I'll <laughs> be perfectly honest. So it kicks off now. This opening shot. Very memorable I remember seeing this Tons of times Lisa doing The Running Man Yeah 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 So Lisa's dancing In front of the TV Homer walks in Thinks it's cute Until she starts doing The gyrating dance Yeah and you're just like, oh my.
2: Like, yeah. She's just an so eight-year-old gyrating towards the TV. It's so funny though. Like yeah. well, I love that she's just dancing without a care in the world. Yeah, she's, she's having a great just time. On her own. It, they animated her face really well in that moment. She just looks really freaking happy.
1: Yeah, she's just in the zone. She yeah. doesn't care what's happening in the world around her. She's just dancing to this music. Yeah. Homer doesn't like the fact that she's gyrating. And then he looks on the TV and there's all these hot chicks. Yeah. Great dancing. animation here. Great animation <laughs> yeah. of him drooling. And the reflection and in the drool. Of her ass in the drool. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I do think it's kind of seedy though When he's like Oh yeah It's it's very seedy I was like wow That's a little
0: bit seedy (laughs) Directly
1: in front of your daughter Yeah (laughs) Oh yeah (laughs) It's just Anyway Just reminds me of like Homer's like sex voice Yeah. Yeah (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah
2: Certain things are best kept in the bedroom It's like or your orgasm li- sound Oh, yeah At the very least away from your eight-year-old But then uh, <laughs> I love he's so distracted, though That when Lisa asks for money just, Yeah Just hands her a wad of cash Yeah Dad, can I have some money to buy Bart a birthday present? Money Dad,
0: this is $110 Oh,
1: sorry The guy comes back We'll have more from Funky See, Funky Do Or they'll be back to Limp Sync in, mo- in a moment Yep Obviously, a piss take of Millie Vanilli. Yes. Yeah. So, then we get the commercial for the superstar celebrity Mike. And we discussed the commercial before. It's basically a piss take of the Ronco commercials from the mm-hmm. 70s, which you can find on YouTube.
2: It's almost a shot-for-shot shot cover of it, isn't
1: it, really? Like, you've got little, bits, little bits in the... Um,
2: you don't in get the a kid singing Convoy in the original. You do get a guy saying, hey, good looking. But, I mean, like, there's a scene at a party, then there's a scene with them going down the street. It's just like-
1: showing people who... Using it in situations that you would never actually use this yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. But it's worth going on YouTube after this podcast and what you've got, the Ronco microphone commercial. microphone or something like yeah. that. Yeah. The the hey, good looking, we'll be back to pick you up later. The guy's face as he's saying it, you can tell he's just like, this is going to cost me. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love Homer after the kid says it. He's like, ooh, he's in for some loving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Then it cuts to the board director saying, you're fired, who is a replica of Quimby. It's the exact same Quimby design. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, the one that says you're fired. Then they they say, order now because supply is limited. Homer freaks out, calls up, you got any of those microphones? Yeah, yeah a couple. couple. Just <laughs> it's just... warehouse full. Yeah, that's it's... a funny
2: joke. But that's exactly what the work is supposed to do. Yeah, of course. got a couple here. Yeah. Create demand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that old Jerry Seinfeld thing when they talk about limited edition cards. Like, yes, they're limited to the number we can sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that they wanted you to think
1: that these, this microphone was a bad present? Um, I, I, yeah, I guess w- it, it's cheesy. If I was a 10-year-old, I would have liked this gift. Mm. You remember, this is early 90s, so this is cool technology, even though it's a 70s product, I guess. Yeah,
2: well, I guess it, it's definitely not a bad gift. It's just more that they... Yeah, no, I don't think they were. I don't think they were trying to show it off as being crappy.
1: But I suppose, what would you want to... When you really think about it, if you're in the room, why would you need to be talking through the radio? But you don't have to be in the room, do you? No. Yeah, that is... I, I, I would want one. Hmm. I just didn't know whether they wanted you to think, the viewer to think, oh, why is Homer getting this for Bart? It's a crap present. Hmm. Because I I think it is a good gift, is it not? Yeah, I think on paper, it's certainly a good gift. Yeah. Just not
2: one that he cared about at first.
1: So, obviously, we've had Lisa asking for birthday money for Bart to buy a gift. Homer wants to buy Bart a birthday gift. So, you are fully aware that Bart's birthday is going to play a big factor in this episode. It then cuts to Homer in bed with Marge, a very, very short scene. Hmm. He's very proud of his purchase. He says, I'll buy Bart's love yet, or something along those lines. (laughs) He goes
2: through all of his other sort of failed gifts. Yeah,
1: what were they? I forgot to write them
2: down. Did you write them down? I oh, no, I didn't jot them
1: down. Something Let's play about the clip. Something yes. the magic of editing. The clip.
0: You know, Marge, Bart's really gonna like my birthday present this year. It won't be like those shoe trees I got him last year, or the shelf paper I bought him for Christmas. I'll buy his love yet.
1: Anyway, so during that scene when he's saying that, if you watch the animation of his mouth, it's the only part of this episode that I didn't like. The animation doesn't match what he's saying. The mouth mouth movement, which makes me think that maybe he said something else and they changed the dialogue at the last minute. Yeah, that's possible. And animated for something because it's not even close. It's completely different. But anyway, it might have just been a mistake. Who knows? Then cuts to what I liked here is Bart walking through whistling happy birthday. So they're telling you it's Bart's birthday without actually having to say it. Mm. He's just whistling the tune happy birthday to me. He then measures his height, which was a big deal as a kid, getting your height measured. It was, yeah. And you're always nervous you that. Ro- Ruined
2: walls all across Australia. Yes. But it's like, you always thought, oh, what if I haven't grown? Yeah, that did worry me. <laughs> and from around about the age of 13, I was disappointed every year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still very, fair. Oh, I'm never going to play
1: basketball. Do you know what my dad did to me? He measured me once, right? And then goes, you shrunk because he drew it lower. <laughs> He like, pretended to do it, and when I turned around, he quickly drew another one. Ah, uh, funny. I genuinely thought I'd shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was a nice touch, because when you're a 10-year-old, that's the kind of thing you do on your birthday. Hmm. It's just added a bit of realism to the episode. Then Bart's watching his name on the Cross of the Clown show, he paid best $8 he ever spent. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I feel like that's something that we would have had on like Agro's Cartoon Connection. Maybe Cheese TV? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, where yeah. they would have just yeah had a little birthday thing for kids. Yeah. I didn't go actually
1: in freeze frame but I'm sure if you freeze frame those names there's got to be like names of writers and Al Jean and that kind of stuff yeah, stuck in there. why well, wouldn't you I'd
2: assume so yeah but I, likewise I thought oh I should pause that
1: and uh, grab a drink instead so listeners can you do it for us and tell us if it's actually writers names or what not <laughs> <laughs> tell us if Swatswolder appears uh, Grandpa's it on the phone wants to wish him a happy birthday that's, that's nice that's nice take a take message take a message <laughs> And then, now, I don't know if this existed in Australia because if it did, I didn't get it. The free birthday
2: coupons for shit around the city. Did you get that? No, I've never got that. But, I mean, I I think that's more just some businesses will offer that. Like, we've got the Belmont Hotel here where they have their Monday night palmy night. And if if your birthday happens to fall on a Monday where they're doing palmy night, then you eat a palmy for free. Oh, it's just because Bart has specific coupons. I thought it might have been a thing that
1: happened. Maybe in the states it happened. It was his birthday. He got special coupons. Or maybe he's just gone through collecting different coupons over the last twelve months. That that is true. Yeah. What was your favorite? He had the Sunday, the barbershop, the tango. Just because he was generally good at dancing. Yes. (laughs) And really, he really overwhelmed the señorita with love. Yeah. She 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 loved him. Yeah. And she was smoking. So and also loved the barber. The um, we had combat disc. You didn't hear me complaining or something like that. Damn right. And then they eat it and get out, Yeah, <laughs> the tiny little Sunday. Uh, then they have the
2: party at Wally Weasels, which is apparently a piss take of Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, yep. Mm. Now, for Australian listeners, very similar to your time zone or intensity okay. kind of, you know, at the joints based around arcade games for The kids. ultimate place for a birthday party is a Yeah, kid, exactly. Basically. Time yeah. zone parties in Geelong were the shit. Uh, it,
1: <laughs> it, just, it just summed up parties in general. It's sort of... Do you remember how good McDonald's parties were? Mm-hmm. Like when they took you for the tour behind backstage. Oh, I never got that. Really? What, they take you into like where the fryer was Yes.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, you, you yeah. can't. No shit. Oh, H&S. You no can do that. You
1: form a line and they took you on a tour. It was kind of like when they do a tour of the box factory. <laughs> I was going to say, they go around his <laughs> desk <laughs> to someone take a photo and they let uh, two of the kids, it might one of the kids, help make a cheeseburger. Okay. So it was amazing. And then, of course, the ice cream cake. Yeah, and then, the ice
2: cream cake was the best part. Yes.
1: So anyway, yes, yeah, so they had the birthday party, and it just looks like a whole lot of fun, doesn't it? Mm. But what I liked the most about it was that I forgot that this is where Larry the Looter first appeared. <laughs> yeah, a very memorable video game. I think does he play it again with Laura, the next door neighbour? Was that a different one where he's like, play insanity, play insanity? No, that was a different one. That was a different one. Similar yeah. sort of concept. Yeah. But there's a th- similar design as well of the actual game, the I, way they drew it. Yeah. I don't know if this was a mistake, but he picks up three things. One was one fifty. One was, I think, what was 100, 150, 200, I think, mm. the things he picks up. But then when he gets shot, his score says 100, 300,
2: 200. Oh, okay. I don't know what...
1: <laughs> you really paid a lot of attention to that.
2: Yeah, but like, how do you make that mistake?
1: Like, you're drawing that scene. I don't know. Maybe you got double points because it was heavier. Possibly. <laughs> Who knows? It doesn't really matter. It's just something I noticed. And then we get the, you're the birthday
2: boy or girl. Yep. Should, should I just play the clip? Yes, one of my favourite. At any time it's my birthday, or someone else's birthday, that's the sort of my go-to message.
0: You're the birthday, you're the birthday, you're the birthday, boy or girl.
1: And then, obviously,
2: Bart's sort of starting to think that this party's shit. Mm. It's time for the presents. I was, I was going to say Harry Shearer voicing the weasel, by the way. Was it really? I'm okay. pretty sure. I'm, one thing I've noticed about doing these reviews, I'm getting a lot better at picking Harry's fill-in voices. So you're just assuming it was Harry? I was. I I didn't look it up, but I'm 99% sure it was him. It sounds very similar, doesn't it? Uh, So it's time for the presents, obviously. The first one, he
1: gets the label maker, which is a shit gift for a kid.
2: Yeah. I know someone that... There's a girl that I work with, actually, who gets really excited for label makers now. She just loves labeling shit. I guess it's sort of retro. People just love that is it a hipster thing? I don't know. I don't know. Well, she's not very hipster. I think she's just very organised. <laughs> no, she just likes it. to be able to have it all sorted. In.
1: It gets the... And you know what I love? And you love this. When I saw the cactus, I thought of you stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you, like, doing your your burglar, you know, escaping. It's doing catching. my little... Um like putting it back on the front lawn and running away. Yeah. What was that? Oh, Head Ledger animal? from 10 Things I Hate About You. Running away from the cops. Running up, <laughs>
2: running up and down the stairs. Um, one of our listeners sent through a, a hilarious video of, uh, oh, it was like a sloth or something. Yeah. <laughs> sort of doing like a little, <laughs> like a lemur or something. Le- yeah, doing a little burg- da- yeah, burglar it looked, dance. It looked just like you. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then he obviously gets um, Homer's gifts and he doesn't, he just says, I love Homer's li- line. Boy, I bet you thought, nothing's going to top that cactus. (laughs) And then he looks at it and goes, next. And it's, but be polite. And it's just the animation of Homer just
2: stroking his hand. Like, he just looks really gutted. Yeah, he does. But trying not to show it. Yes. Which is what I like. He holds it in because it's Bart's birthday at the end of the day. And he feels internally sad. But he doesn't want to, you know, project it. I think because they had Homer, he made a real effort here. Mm. And he just got shit all
1: over. And I I felt really, really bad for Homer because he made the genuine effort. So, then Martin gives him the... Costume, the identical the costume. Now we can be twins. Yeah, and then that pretty much sums up the shit party in the mind of Bart. Bart thinks I love the, couldn't get worse. Patty and Selma, though, just love it. Yeah, so adorable. Yeah, they take the photo. Then Bart is putting the property of Bart Simpson labels everywhere, which mm. is a tease for what's going to happen later on in mm. the episode. And another great line from Homer. Oh, there's only one can of beer left and it's Bart. And then Homer tries to convince Bart that the mic is actually a good gift because Bart's just using it as a to keep the window open, basically. Mm. Mm. And... I just feel so sorry for Homer because he's trying so hard to just prove to Bart. I promise you, this is a good gift. Yeah. And it is, but he's just not doing it properly. He's talking too late. He's too excited. Singing Convoy as loud as he possibly can, causing all sorts of feedback. And then he sort of says a throwback. He's like, hey, good looking. We'll be back to have dinner later. (laughs) And then Marge says something in the lines of, I can't tell you what you're saying over all that distortion. Yeah. And she sees, oh, Homer's really upset by this. So then she goes to try and tell Bart, this actually is a good gift. As long as you don't talk as loud as your father was. Yeah. But realizes this and then starts using it to his advantage, basically, doesn't he? Yeah. What's the f- the first thing he does? I think is the It's the, the aliens run. prank. Yeah. yeah. People of Earth. This is Bartron. Yeah. That's. <laughs> now I'm pretty sure I didn't check, but I'm pretty sure that there's a Simpsons short where the kids. Where Bart's pretending to be like aliens or whatever And he calls himself Bartron I'm pretty sure Okay And he puts a vase on his head And like Lisa smashes The vase falls down and gets stuck on his head And Lisa has to smash it off Well that does sound vaguely familiar I'm pretty sure that he calls himself Bartron in that Whether that's a throwback to that I'm not too sure But I could be wrong But that seemed to pop into my head When I heard him say Bartron Okay Let me know listeners whether I'm correct or not So then obviously as we said Do you want to discuss the scene Where he pretends to be the alien
2: over the radio? Yeah, well, we pretty well covered it off. But yeah, so he he sets it up the radio down where Homer is and starts making his uh, sort of we're taking over speech with yeah. the aliens. And Homer <laughs> just hears it and it's just instant. He's like, <gasps> just yeah. takes off. And then as Bart's on cr- the bed, scream. still Great talking in the radio, yeah, you just see Homer flying up the hallway with a shotgun yeah. r- at the ready. It's his go-to, like the boogeyman. Yeah, <laughs> Get the shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: if We missed something too. I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned it. When Marge first talks into it, she's like, oh, do I sound like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice little touch because that's what everyone thinks when they first hear themselves talk. I hate hearing my own voice. Yep. Do you hate hearing your own voice?
2: No. Oh, I, I wouldn't think so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've,
2: I've never once heard my voice. Oh, jeez, that's a shame that I'm, <laughs> that I'm being played.
1: <laughs> so, we also forgot at the start of the scene when he comes over the radio. Mm. He's looking for chocolate ice cream.
2: Oh, yes, of course. It's so Because it's so true. I he did just, write that down, sorry, but I was sidetracked by... I'd written down a list of things that my dad had bought for me thinking that I would like them. Oh, okay. Um, what were they? Uh, Scale Electrics or like, you know, slot cars. Yep. And that sort of. I didn't mind them when I was a kid, but I really felt like he was getting more enjoyment out of that than I was. And uh, Brian Adams CDs is the other one that I've written you down. You didn't want that? <laughs> when I was a kid, no. <laughs> really? That was entirely him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember my uncles went to America for a trip in 1999 when wrestling was hot. Mm. I love wrestling. Still like wrestling. And all I wanted... Was something to do with Kane? Everyone knows yeah, Kane, yeah. The big red machine, Terrifying, dude. The mask, right? Mm-hmm. He was my favorite. I loved Kane. And they brought back a magnet. They brought back a Kane figurine, which is on the shelf there. So they they've succeeded with that. A mm-hmm. Kane and Undertaker double set. Yep. But the magnet was of Sting, with his red red NWA Wolfpack mask on. So he looked. He had a red mask on, red face paint. Yeah, right. And he he kind of looked like Kane in the face. If you didn't know wrestling,
2: you just saw be, red face. would like, okay. That's assume him. Assume that it was right. And I remember just you going. Cried for weeks.
1: I remember I was like, didn't show it, mm. and I pretended I'm like, oh, thank you, that's awesome, thank you, because I'm you know, being polite. Yeah. And then my dad goes, that's not Kane. Yeah. I was like, why did you bring it up? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna explain it. They did the wrong thing, uh. and because uh, like, I pretended that it was the right thing. Yeah. So now I've just been caught as a liar. I'm like, oh no, nah, it's not. It doesn't does doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. They're like, oh, looks like. him. like, yeah, it looks like him. It's fine. It's fine. Getting back on track. Hmm. So, Homer doesn't. Homer's looking for chocolate. There's no chocolate left. It's so true though. When mum bought the three flavors,
2: he just ate chocolate. Yeah. No one ate vanilla. Maybe Actually, strawberry you know with what? chocolate? I'm going to throw it out there. I did a lot. Vanilla? Yeah. Vanilla I only, and the strawberry? I would only Those have vanilla if there was. If we had the choc top stuff. What I would never do was cross contaminate. You couldn't, like, you had to go vertical, not horizontal. Oh, if you get. Sc- yeah, when you're out. scooping. You can't scoop from strawberry into. Into vanilla and then into chocolate. I wanted three different scoops in my bowl of three different flavours. I think I just use the same spoon. We we never had an ice cream scoop. I have no problem with using the same spoon, but I'm more to the point that... They go across. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I wanted to just get one scoop of pink, one scoop of white, one scoop of brown. I did like the
1: option, like, if you're getting an ice cream and you you get the cones, you're like, I only want strawberry and chocolate today. Yeah. No vanilla. (laughs) But uh, we, we would often get into that situation where there would be no chocolate left and
2: mum would make us eat all the strawberry and vanilla before we got to have more ah. chocolate. So annoying. Anyway. It did bug me when, if you didn't like those other flavours, unlike Zoma like, ask we need more chocolate, strawberry and vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Just go buy chocolate. Yeah. And then, obviously, as we said, he runs past with a shotgun, realises that Bart's talking into the microphone. Mm-hmm. Strangles him. Yeah. First. First response is violence. Yeah. And then it's. It dawns on him, It's like, oh, hang on, does this mean you like the present? Yeah,
1: and he's very, he's happy, he's really, really happy by it. Says, I don't care as long as you don't do any more practical jokes, But says, that's okay, I won't do it, and then puts the property of Bart Simpson sticker on his ass. On his ass. Cut to montage of hilarious pranks. (laughs) Yes, it's just like two minutes of just solid pranks. The the first one's probably my favourite. Mama,
0: Mama. (gasps) Maggie, you talk. Can you say Mama again? Sorry, lady, show's over. Oh, Bart!
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Of course, technically, Nancy Cartwright was the first person to ever to voice Maggie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cruel prank to play as well. Marge thinks that Maggie's speaking for the first time. Yeah, she got real excited. Yeah, it's just I was crushed. That's 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 a hard one. And then uh, they he hides the mic in Lisa's room. They're talking about how they're dreaming. of yeah. guys having reading, their shirts off, reading non-threatening boys' magazine.
2: Is this the first reference to Corey? Possibly, I think it might
1: be. I think he may have been mentioned once, I'm not too sure, but um, just Milhouse and Bart's reaction is just hilarious. Yeah, exactly how you would react if you're a 10 year old kid. Yeah, anyway. Uh, the next one, Mrs. K. Farting. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> What's funnier about that is the way they're like, well done, old man. Yeah, <laughs> bravo, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> perfect. And then we get the um, the classic Rod
2: and Todd. Yeah, I'll let you discuss this one. Uh, well, it's just <laughs> again. How stupid are the kids that they genuinely think God is talking to them through the radio?
0: Rod, Todd, this is God. How did you get on the radio? What do you mean, how did I get on the radio? I created the universe, stupid kids. Forgive my brother. Will you believe you? Talk is cheap. Perhaps a test of thy faith. Walk through the wall. I will remove it for you. Later.
2: (laughs) I love the... It was just the whole thing, you praise on them. Yeah. and that's exactly what again it's exactly what you would do like yeah. if, you, if you knew you could manipulate m- manipulate them and the fact that they don't even question why it's the Simpsons porch that the cookies have to go to I think no, don't they do it and he's like do you want a happy god or a vengeful god? happy God. happy
1: God <laughs> <laughs> forgive my brother <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah it's a really really funny scene and it's just sort of a setup to show that Bart is just using this mic only for bad stuff yeah just only for the negative side of things
2: what else could you do with it though really to have genuine fun. I you think could that. drive past and say, Hey, good looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back for you later. That's when I'd use my radio voice. Yes. Hi, good looking. <laughs> I'll be back for you later. Hi,
1: good looking. Now, as a kid, I always thought that he accidentally dropped the radio down the well, which he does. He drops it. But hmm. what was his intention? Was he intending to just lower it into the well?
0: Yeah,
2: I would presume lower it so that he could then get it back. How like, you though? know. Well, play the prank a few times and then grab the rope maybe in his head. You know. so
1: how was he lowering it in? Was
2: it on a rope, was Yeah, it? it was on a rope. Ah, okay. What yeah. was he going to tie the rope to? Uh, um, Willie's shed. But know. then they would have seen... Anyway. <laughs> Look, it was ill-thought-out from
1: the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out well to his advantage at the beginning anyway. So then he tricks Willie, and the whole town just jumps on the bandwagon. Hmm. One thing I didn't pick up when I was a kid, that... It starts off with them saying, hey, Jasper, what's going on? And he tells them what's going on. Yeah. Then later in the episode, Lisa asks Jasper what's going on. Yeah. It's like, oh, good old-fashioned hole, hole digging.
0: digging. By
2: God, it's been a while. But this time he says, some kid's falling down a well. Mm. So I go love like- how quickly Willie springs into action, Yeah. by the way. As soon as he hears it, like it's just straight, straight onto the slowest tractor in the world. It's like the water boy driving along. But yeah, like, I, I really enjoy moments where Willie gets to be the guy that just saves the day like it's this was the first episode where he's done that yeah where
1: he's ripped off his shirt and revealed yeah. his physique yeah but
2: like all for good like he's just got this incredible sense of he wants, the know, help. He wants, he wants to help to what's right yeah exactly
1: i think the most popular moment of him doing this is
2: griss me up woman
1: yeah everyone loves that hilarious design as well look like who would have thought that willie was ripped like that yeah it's just sort of
2: he becomes bigger when his clothes are off yeah exactly
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I love that. later in the episode, he shovels... Is a shovel yet named Agnes? Agnes,
2: <laughs> Agnes we've
1: got work to do. Uh, and then they say, how did you get down there? Oh, where are your parents? I don't have parents. I tried to enroll in school, but principal's going to turn me away from my shabby clothes. <laughs> he's a liar. Boo! I <laughs> <laughs> just jump on the bandwagon and believe anything. It's great. This,
2: and this is where the real strong satire starts to kick off with like the media flurry that get there and they hang on every word and they're interviewing anyone that like everyone in the town they're getting opinions out of him all that sort of stuff
1: yeah now the well's diameter is 34 inches is it diameter? circumference circumference is 34 inches circumference is all the way around? I'm. well it says something it's 34 inches something anyway it's too small for the police to get in because they're too fat (laughs) by God man you're a bunch of marshmallows why don't you go
0: chief? Well, I'm too... important.
1: <laughs> and then Brockman uh, suggests... Oh, he says that they're suggesting other options to get mm. Timmy out. We get the eagle. Yeah. It's just, I don't <laughs> think he's, he's coming, coming back. back. The best one is Jaws. <laughs> yes, that's a great parody.
0: With this hook and this hunk of chocolate, I'll land your boy and I'll clean him for free.
1: Professor Frank, what's he going to do? He's going to just freeze the kid until we the future can generations can freeze
0: the boy
2: out. so future generations can finally retrieve him. Yeah. <laughs> finally retrieve him. <laughs> Uh,
1: The Simpsons family pray for Timmy Bart starts laughing This is where we get the Timmy, he's a hero Don't laugh at him And then
2: it's the Why is he a hero dad? He's just Hmm. a kid who fell down the hole And yeah, again We quickly jump on And try to idolise these people And build them up And then what this episode Kind of does Less about Timmy But more about Bart This happened on in Australia recently with a guy that went on Q and A who asked some questions and was sort of presented as being a battler, and whole everyone jumped on board. It's like this guy's a hero. He's this is a perfect example, representative of the underclass. And then within what happens is like for for a day, maybe two days, everyone just says positive, positive. This guy's so fantastic. And then the negative side of things come out, and people start trying to dig at this guy's life, and then they find out that he had some misdemeanors. I don't know the full ins and outs of it. But suddenly there's like attack campaigns and, well, maybe Mr. Battler isn't what he makes himself out to be. And I sort of like, he wasn't making himself out to be fucking anything. He went on a TV show and asked a question. Then everyone jumps on board and builds him up to be something that he's not. And then they pull him down and attack him for not being the thing that he never claimed to be in the first place. Yeah. It's like the old woman walks past. I like the other man. He's such a little battler. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But like that. You know, that's why the satire in this episode is still so important today. The trouble is the people that are satiring are too fucking stupid to realise that it's satiring. Yeah. Like no one, maybe not stupid, but not self-aware enough to know when they're going along with the mob. I didn't realise this was satire until I went back and watched it recently. I, mm. this, oh, yeah, as a kid, I wouldn't have had a clue. Th- this would be a perfect episode to use in like a media studies class. Yeah, absolutely it would. And you know the other... Uh, I mentioned Ace on the Hole. The other movie that is really similar and along similar themes is Mad City with Dustin Hoffman and John Travolta. Which one's that, sorry? Mad City is what it's called. I don't know called. it. No. So that's um, Dustin Hoffman. Again, Like he used to work in the big city. He's now reporting for it, like TV reporter for okay. a small town. Um, John Travolta gets involved in a hostage situation when he goes to a museum, he's been fired from his job and he goes to a museum, he has a shotgun that he was originally only planning on using to threaten his old boss to giving him his job back, accidentally shoots one of his co-workers um, and you know, it turns into this tense situation while Dustin Hoffman is in there and he does that same thing of trying to orchestrate it but it has this thing where the media jump on board and it's not so much about negotiating with the police it's about trying to win the media battle and for a while they try to build him up and then they just attack on him people come out from the woodwork from all over the place people that never knew him start commenting about him
1: I'll have to check it out
2: yeah it's a pretty good movie what year was it made?
1: early Uh, 90s early 90s yeah yeah, yeah. pre-pulp fiction
0: I think it
2: might have
1: been anyway check it out guys Bad City John DeVolta and Hoffman did you say it was? yeah Getting back to the episode, this is where Brockman announces that they're going to be making the We're Sending Our Love Down the Well song, and he has his discussion with Krusty.
2: This is one of the best Krusty quotes of all time. Oh, it's fantastic. Every time. As a
1: kid, I didn't really think much of this. It meant nothing to me.
2: It's hilarious. The older I've gotten, probably when I was about 15, 16, was was when I really started to see it as being funny. I said fine. (laughs) It's just such a nothing (laughs) story.
0: I wanted to do something to help that boy, so I called my good friend Sting. He said, Krusty, when do you need me? I said Thursday. He said, I'm busy Thursday. I said, what about Friday? He said, Friday's worse than Thursday. Then he said, how about Saturday? I said, fine. True story.
1: Do you know, I was going to ask this as a trivia question. I've obviously played the
2: clip. But I haven't played the clip in our ears right now. Do you know what day of the week they actually decided to record the song? Saturday? Saturday, yeah. yeah. No, sorry, uh, Mad City 1997, ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. the way. Late night. It's, it's okay. only like a 6.2 on IMDb. It's like the same yeah. era as like Michael. <laughs> uh no, the angel, Travolta.
1: Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> good thought. Uh, also, General's Daughter, which is a great movie. Mm. Uh, so, getting away from Travolta, getting back to the Krusty story. So, it's just great how... He said, Wednesday's no
2: good for me. I said, how about Thursday? He said, Thursday's worse than Wednesday.
0: <laughs> yeah, and of- then
2: he I'm- said, how about Saturday? I said, fine. True story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what I also love about that scene, though, is... Brockman's nod, like mm. in agreement. Oh yes, yes. It's very interesting. You know, <laughs> yep. like just this is like a um a current affair kind of story, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um and this is obviously where they intro Sting. Yeah. And yeah, Sting, as we said, plays a role to perfection. They sing the song. Why in God's name was Princess
2: Kashmir singing the song? How is she a celebrity? Yeah, she's not, is she? At certainly all. not of the level of Rainier Wolf Castle. She is a stripper at bachelor parties. I guess for you need a filler in the background, and she's a a local. There's like eight people. They don't all have to be celebrities, do they? Can you have like just some local backup singers, strippers? Well, yeah, she was arm in arm with. Like, that's one thing that she does. Dando. She, I think she
1: was arm in arm with Krusty. So that's probably that might explain
2: it. Yeah, possibly. But I mean, you you, just, you can't judge strippers just by the clothes that they don't wear. Oh, I can. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, strippers, maybe it's just a little side thing that she does. And and that since then, she's been one of the great session musicians of Springfield. Are you going to show us this? It's implied.
1: Okay, it's implied. She's on this. She must be a celebrity. I just thought it was odd just to see Cashmere there. I'm like, I initially thought, oh, of course she's a celebrity. No, wait, no, no, she's not. <laughs> no, she's not. Anyway, it doesn't matter. There were a few other characters there that I have no idea who they were. A couple of fillers. There was like a, a chick wearing a Channel 6 outfit and that kind of stuff. But mm. I I like that bleeding gums made a, an appearance. Yeah. Front and centre. It was I love Krusty's awful singing. Yeah. Oh the way down. Down that way. Yeah. <laughs> but as I said earlier, the lyrics just taking the piss out of the whole situation. We can't get him out, so we're just gonna go on T V and sing. Yeah. It's just it's great. It's really good parody. And then we get Krusty explaining what he's gonna do with the royalties. Yeah. As we discussed earlier. Just spend it on the celebrities basically. Just, get- yeah. And then whatever's left we'll throw down the well. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Cuts to pretty much the whole commercialization of the whole area where the well is. Mm. Got the rides and the stalls and the you know, buy the bag Authentic Timmy
2: teeth. Baby's teeth. Yeah. Or Six dollars a bag or yeah. something like that. It's just yeah, it's great. Even the point where or even to the point that Itchy and Scratchy get involved. And this is where
1: Bart's secret is revealed because they have a breaking announcement that uh the Timmy's taking a turn for the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because Santa's little helper has the microphone in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Lisa here could have dubbed Bart in, and it's a good thing that she didn't. She was mm. a good sister, but she did give Bart the option to save his own ass and pointed out to him that how he was screwed. Well, well Bart was just so cocky; he needed yeah. to be brought down a peg. She's like,
0: and "How are they gonna find out? The police will catch you sooner or later. The police—they <laughs> couldn't catch a cold. Maybe not, but I bet you're stupid enough to have left a property of Bart Simpson label on that radio." <laughs>
2: So,
1: of course, Bart thinks, shit, I'm going to have to go back and get yep. it.
2: Now, he goes back and get it. And we get a really similar... Oh, well, after
1: the cop's reading. I just think it's nice that Lou and Eddie just said reading a bedtime story. To yeah. Me. It's just...
2: I think he's sleeping. Yeah. yeah uh, that is kind of sweet. Well, I was going to say we get a great little bit of music in this rescue operation yeah. that sounded really similar to Axel F. Beverly Hills, yeah. yeah. Uh, it- are you sure it wasn't? I don't know if it was 100% unless it was maybe just a sample of a different part of the song to what you normally get in the movie Beverly Hills Cop. The part where it goes do at the end, but mm. I think the
1: start goes do The du, start du, was du, du, very yeah. similar, yeah. virtually the same.
2: <laughs> 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 With think that they would have to have had paid
1: royalties. He could not have it
2: that similar and not pay some sort of royalty. I've been doing a lot more bad singing on this show of late. I <laughs> know oh, that was per- that was perfect. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs>
1: was in tune. So uh, what I love too is when they walk off to get coffee because they think Timmy's asleep they mm. break through the police tape. Yeah. And then Bart sneaks in tries to ca- crawl down to get his radio they see the rope uh, Kick Eddie it. kicks it off yeah, and We then get that great animation that I mentioned before of Bart falling backwards. Just into darkness yeah. virtually. Yeah. And great segue into a commercial as well. well
2: uh, does his line come before or after the ad break? Which line's that? What did I do
1: to deserve That's this? straight back from the commercial. Ah uh, okay. Yeah. That
2: kind of the commercial would have ruined the timing of that joke.
1: Well, the joke was that he lands once he get back from commercial. That's where he lands and his foot the rock falls yeah, on his foot. Okay. So, the rock falls on his foot and he says, what did I do to deserve this? Which yeah. is hilarious. Yeah.
2: I still think, like, if I had to wait two minutes to have that recap and, and then get that joke, I don't reckon it would have been as funny as watching it straight through. But it's the suspense of what's happened to Bart and that he's falling. You mm. don't see what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. Did he hurt himself?
1: It's just, I, I think... For TV reasons, I think it was good to have the commercial break there because yeah. you don't see what happened to him. Yeah, It leaves, uh, that, it leaves you wanting to see what's going to happen next, basically. As you see, when you come back from the commercial, he's got a rock stuck on his foot, but he's not hurt. Mm. So it sort of takes away that sort of element. But yeah, what did I do to deserve this? Great line. But then reveals to Lou and Eddie the prank that he was pulling. They just go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just abandon him. Yeah. And throughout this whole episode, it sort of dawned on me, how scary would it be to be a 10-year-old kid stuck in a well for that long? Mm. Like yeah, like, he's in I, there for a couple of days. I, I know he deserved it, but I still felt sorry for the poor no, kid. He didn't
2: deserve it. He played a prank. No one deserves to be stuck at the bottom of a well with a rock. He let it on. go pretty damn far. You still don't deserve that. You deserve maybe a spanking. If people don't, don't people sent, donating money. You deserve to be sent to your room for a while. <laughs> so then, uh, Lou and Eddie
1: go to Margin Homer's house and tell him that the you know. What's happened to Bart? Mm. He's stuck in the well. At least they did do some work in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't just leave him there and don't tell anybody. Uh, Homer thinks, oh, you must think we're the world's
2: worst parents. I'd like to think that they just went straight there. They told him that we're we're just going to go home and then they went straight there.
1: What would be going through your head? if you Eddie that bad of a police. (laughs) Imagine a 10-year-old kid, you've just fallen down a well, rocks trapped on your foot. Something McNulty would do. <laughs> he wouldn't go to the to the house and tell no. the parents. <laughs> He'd just leave him there. He'd go to the house and bang the kids' mother Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly what <laughs> So then Homer says, You must think we're the world's worst parents.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much a feeling downstairs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, it's a great line. It's not very often that you get. It's usually Lou that
2: delivers the punchlines. I reckon yeah, that's Eddie Lou. It's just yeah. good to see Eddie get one.
1: And then basically after this, it just shows that how, like you were saying before, once how something quickly
2: new, the town abandons. Just,
1: him, yeah, nobody gives a shit anymore. The
2: great irony being that this is when they should actually care. Yeah, because like, like actual there's actual actually there. a child there now. Yeah, and again, like it's the satire of people largely don't give a shit about the thing; they give a shit about the idea of this, the this, thing. This is the
1: story they've created in their head. Exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah. And and like, it's so it's still so true today, and that's why I was really, really. I reckon this is one of the biggest kind of stands that any episode of The Simpsons has made of saying, "Look at us, we're terrible as people. We as people, we can do awful things." And I think it would have gone over way over the heads for a lot of people watching the episode. Yeah. And like you said, they've
1: all the rides are gone. They're cleaning up all the stalls. It's just mm. nothing there but the well now. Even the joke of "I like the other boy, so polite." Yeah, it is the boy. He is the That's other the boy. The same kid. He's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's an actual kid. Yeah, like you, frankly, the other boy you're talking about didn't exist. Frankly, polite or rude, it's still a boy in a well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Homer brings some stuff for him. Mm. I didn't even not... how
2: sad is this for Homer and Marge? That yeah. They've got no support
1: now. None at all. Yeah, their the the kid is at the bottom of a well. All they can do is throw down a jumper to him. There's a great shot coming out, I'll just explain it now, that really shows just how terrifying it would have been, not just for Bart, but for Marge and Homer as well. When they, It's, the, it's night, it's windy, it's mm. cold, and they go to the well, and I'm like, he's
2: still stuck down
1: there. Yeah. No one's
2: doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, how sad and lonely that would feel. Yeah. There were a couple other great jokes, though, that we just... In that Skindale. bit of everyone... M- oh, yeah. We're going go back away. anyway. Yeah, okay. yeah. In the part of everyone walking away. Homer and Marge being interviewed. It's like, it's not our yeah. fault. We didn't want the boy. He was in accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we're live across the coast. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to get back and saying how Wiggum was saying that, you know, there's equipment that we can use to get him out, but we can't get it just yet because the town doesn't want to fork out the money. Yeah. and she's like, what? The town won't pay to have a real have my son taken out of this well. well we would have for Timmy. We love that, love little, that guy. little guy. Like, he didn't exist. Yeah. But it's just the idea that they... They'd do it for one kid, but they wouldn't do it for the other. It's mm. just like you said, they jump in a bandwagon and then jump straight back
2: off. The celebrity song, We're Sending Our Love Down the Well, drops down to 97. number 97 on the list. And, and then this is, back. Get, this is where we get another, uh, the funky whatever they were. I do believe we're naked. <laughs> um, this is where we get Harry Shearer again doing his best Casey Kasem impression. What's that? Casey Kasem was the uh, announcer that used to do Casey Kasem, top 40 countdown. Oh, okay. And that was the voice that he's doing in this. I love the line of,
0: Ever since I called for the rescue of their chimps and lad, I have taken a lot of heat. So I am flip flopping. I say, let him stay down there.
1: Great line from Grimby. So then it cuts to Back at the Well, and there's just nothing there but the newsreader in his car topping up a story about how no one gives a shit anymore. Yeah. And he gets a phone call. Well, that's a story. Yeah. Races off. The squirrel looks like Abe Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> that's the front page news now. It just shows just how ridiculous people just jump off the bandwagon and find this news that just is irrelevant. Yeah. And then uh, we cut to the night shot that I was mentioning before. With It's the music cue as well, which mm. just sort of reminds me of when... It hasn't happened yet, but when Lisa's delivering the letter in Camp Krusty. Yeah, the postman. Yeah, yeah. it's very similar to that where they're bracing the wind to get to, to their yeah. son, who's trapped down this well. And Marge has brought... Or she's knitted a sweater mm. for Bart to wear. The line from Homer, <laughs> Home. don't worry, you'll grow into it. <laughs> it's depressing and funny at the same He's time. He's trying to help. He's just done it the wrong way. <laughs> it reminded me of like, you know... <laughs> We lose things all the time. All we have to do is go down to the pound and get a new (laughs) (laughs) jasmine. Anyway, so this is a real moment of reflection for Bart because he gets really upset and this is where you really feel sympathy for him because you're like, fuck, he's just a 10-year-old kid trapped in this well that no one has helped. He's just playing a prank that got out of hand. There is no sign of anyone ever helping him get out of this well. He's just stuck down there forever.
0: You know, I've done a lot of bad stuff through the years. I guess now I'm paying the price. But there's so many things I'll never get a chance to do. Smoke a cigarette. Use a fake ID. Shave a swear word in my hair.
1: (laughs) And like you said, you just feel really sorry for him. And Homer's just, he's had enough, so he starts digging the hole. Willie, why didn't I think of that? I love that from Willie. Yeah. (sighs) Why didn't I think of that? Like, it's the most simple thing. He just wants to help. Yeah. He's always... He's just the first one there to help yeah. and he rips off his shirt, the Agnes line. Yep. Clearly outdigs Homer. Just instantly. <laughs> like, just powering dirt away. And then another guy rocks up. Yeah.
2: And I like that guy. That yeah. moment is so great. A guy just
1: pulls up on the side of the road yeah, wants to start helping.
2: But like he, he's got this energy and earnestness about it that he's like, I, I need to join in now.
1: This is where we get the great bait and switch that I was mentioning earlier in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brockman announcing... Breaking news. And you think it's going to be that? Yeah. It's not it's the squirrel's been yeah. assassinated. The Lincoln squirrel has and been you're assassinated. Yeah. Like, that's fucking hilarious yeah. because that's still more important news than what's happening. And then we get Lisa looking at the window asking Jasper what's
2: going on. Yeah.
0: What's going on? It's an old fashioned hole digging. Bigger it's been away.
2: Now, here's another little bit about how fickle another comment about how fickle society yeah. is and in particular the residents of Springfield. Jasper's line there, he don't give a shit about saving Bart. He's just excited about going to dig a hole. <laughs> like people are just joining in again. Like it's it's such a comment of how much of sh- a sheep we could. Like, you know, everyone can be of just, oh, well, they're all doing that. I better go join in now. Do you think the writers think that much into their writing when they're writing
1: stuff like this? Do you think that's what their intention was? With an
2: an episode like this? The whole
1: episode, not so much the whole episode, just a line like that. Like you looked into it as if to say that's their way of saying that we are sheep and we just, he doesn't want to do it because it's helping Bart, but he just wants to dig a hole. Do you think the writer intended that to be the, the meaning behind that line? Or do you think we just, are being like English nerds, sort of looking into
2: it? It could be me overanalyzing it. Which is what we have to do for the show. Sometimes, but. yeah. It could be like thing in English class. They're like, now, why was it a brown stick? Well, brown <laughs> represents death and decay. And, I was like, and the writer going, no, well, it's just sticks of brown. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it could have been one of those two things. But it does... Uh, it, it sounds smart. Be it by design or by accident, it still fits in with that overall theme of the episode. And I'm pretty sure if you said it to the writer, he
1: go, Oh, yeah, forget no, that. of course I did. Of course, it's, yes, yes. That's exactly yeah. what I meant. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. That's why I'm John Vitti. <laughs> uh, so then we get uh, the town's built an elaborate mine to get, which is it's a pretty pretty, pretty good, good shaft. It's a pretty good shaft to get down there. And then the, a canary. Mm. As a kid, I just thought, you know, it's funny because there's a canary there. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. A, a canary out of the hole. Yeah. It was just a funny scene in the delivery. But, as some people may not be aware, canaries were actually used in mines back mm. in the day to tell whether there was toxic gases in the air. Well, we
2: got a message through on the Facebook page that someone learned that from the, the Simpsons and so did I, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't learn it from the Simpsons. I just learned that at school. But okay. looking back now, it makes sense why they put it in there. Mm. So, obviously, the canary the canary died. You knew it was time to get out of the fucking mine. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> exactly. Get, get out. <laughs> Gentlemen, this canary died of natural causes.
0: Into a hole. Back in the hole. <laughs>
2: Uh, then it cuts the Sting digging.
0: Sting, you look tired. Maybe you should take a rest.
1: Not while one of my fans
0: needs me. Actually, I don't know if I've ever heard Bart play one of your albums. Shh.
1: Marge, he's a good digger. What I do like about the whole scene you know, is when he finally breaks in, he's the one that rescues Bart. He gets him out. Homer just shoves him out of the way. Sting! Mom! Dad! <laughs> like, like he's just, and he never sees Sting again. Yeah. He's just shoved to the side. <laughs> I feel like this episode ends
2: very abruptly, which is a good and a bad thing. Doesn't need to linger, really. It's already delivered its message through the whole episode, so it doesn't mm. need to wrap it up.
1: I think the whole meaning of the episode, the way that it ended, was perfect for the theme they had behind it in the mm. sense that, oh, well, on something new now. Yeah. The ending of, they're going to do something to make sure no one falls down the well again, and it's just a sign that says, caution well. Yep. <laughs> it's not actually preventing anything. No. Not even a barrier. No. <laughs> From like, Willie. That should do it. Yeah, yeah. But like we said, it's a fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it in my top 10, but you said you could justify it being in your
2: top 10? Yeah, comfortably, just for for overall themes and what it carried out and how relevant it still is, yeah. And it's still funny, like the whole way through it's hilarious. And
1: I thought that without even looking at it, the what you were saying with the satire of people jumping on bandwagons and stuff, that just adds an extra element to the episode. So, Because mm, yeah. just individual lines are fantastic. Yeah. it's. I think this is probably better satire than Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. Two different things, but mm. I think they do a better job of it here because it's not so in your face. Yep. Or is it? What would you say is better satire, this or Itchy and Scratchy and Marge? I think
2: this is probably better writing overall. Yeah, I would say so as well. Yeah. I do like Itchy and Scratchy it's and less, Marge, though. It's less underlined than Itchy and Scratchy It's sort and of Marge. like, it's, yeah, it's like hidden. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, but yeah, it's a, yeah.
2: a great episode that I'm sure
1: everyone that's listened to this has watched it a million times, cause especially in Australia, because it was on TV all the time. But yeah, yeah, Radio Bart, go back and check it out.
0: What did we learn, Palmer?
2: So what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned I learned that there could be many worse things to do with your time than watching uh, film clips of particular pop bands or in these days, probably R&B acts. I learned that you should always remember where you leave your labels because mm. it's imperative. Wise. <laughs> that way you won't end up putting on anyone else's underwear.
1: Yes, that is true. Did mm. you ever write your name on your underwear? No. My mum used to write it when I was going on school camp. Really? <laughs> I had two pairs of underwear go missing once. Two pairs of boxer shorts go missing. Yeah. And then I saw my friend wearing- How did wearing that
2: happen? How do you put on someone else's boxer and then shorts? And I saw
1: one of my friends wearing it at a slumber party. Not a slumber party, like a sleepover. And I was like, you motherfucker. I was like, that's my, that's my boxer shorts. I remember- I was Unfortunately, like, you can't
2: take them off him then. And I was
1: like, they are mine. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's not. And I'm like, the tag will say Brendan Dando on it. And it did. I'll let him keep them anyway. Mm, but you don't want them back. No, exactly. You <laughs> knows what he's done with them. Anyway, so time for some trivia now I've got two questions.
2: How many do you have? Uh,
1: I had three, but I think we've actually covered a few of them during the review. Okay, well, I'll just kick things off anyway. Okay.
2: What year did Sting open for Krusty? Oh, I didn't really catch that. Um, uh, 87. 69. Wow. Hmm. It's going back a long way. Yeah, yeah. What type of dinosaur skeleton was under the surface of just near the well? Triceratops? Yes, it was a Triceratops. Yes. What well up? Uh, how much was admission to the well? Oh, five bucks? Two dollars. Two dollars, damn. Okay. Uh, no, and the other ones that we... We're smashing through these trivia questions. The other ones I we have definitely covered. Yeah, what how, were much, they? Uh, how much for Timmy's Teeth? $6. Was yep. It? yep. And what song replaced We're Sending Our Love Down the Well? I do believe We're Naked. Yes.
1: That was going to be one of my trivia questions, but I thought we'd just... I thought you would just bring it up. I thought you would find I was going funny.
2: to. And then I thought, actually, I'm going to bring that up as trivia instead. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he glosses over it. I was going to have cash- cashmere as a trivia oh, question. Yeah, but that would have been good because I wouldn't have picked up on it. Sometimes I like to just discuss it during
1: the review though because it just adds to the review. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, so that is our trivia for the week, which means it's now time to go to the Facebook page and check out what people commented. We ask each and every week your favorite moments from the episode and why the best answers get read out on the show. It seems a lot of people were big fans of Sting. But, yeah, well, and for good reason because, like we said, he just nails his, his. Yeah, he's only in it for a small amount, but it's very memorable. Tim Horton, here likes our uh, farewell, Senor Bart, which, which you were a big fan of as mm. well. He says, or the scene where Homer and Marjorie are in bed talking about Bart's present, copy-paste from from Saturdays of Thunder, and they didn't even bother to change the lip sync.
2: That explains it. Ah, there you go.
1: Thank you, Tim Horton. I told you the fucking lips didn't match the words.
2: Who would have thought thought that asking people for their input would have worked?
1: Oh, and that was just on the spot. (laughs) Thank you, Tim Horton. You've just explained Well, you've been listening to this podcast. You'll be well aware that we spent two minutes on me explaining that the mouth didn't match the words. Mm. That's why as a Thunder. Well done. I like that. So, it paid off in the end. Well, it's Darko Galahad learnt that uh, from this episode that Sting is so dedicated to his fans. He learnt from this episode. If only celebrities were really like that. I think there are some celebrities who are dedicated oh, to yeah, fans. Oh, yeah. No, Tom
2: Cruise is. Yeah? Have I love Tom Cruise. Have I ever you? told people the story of Tom Cruise being a superhero? No. Oh, well, this is a good segue into okay. that. <laughs> um, there's been a few instances. There was one where he saved a, um, like a, a whole... Like a flock of people from a drowning, uh, from a boat that was sinking. Tom um, Cruise. Tom Cruise was like on a yacht somewhere, and he noticed that there was another yacht that was on fire. Well, so, like refugees or something? No, no, nah, just people. are having a party, but like their boat caught fire and it was going under. So he sailed his boat over to them and helped them all onto his boat. Imagine that. Yeah. Like, Actually, like, Tom Cruise coming to the rescue. Ethan Hunt shows up. <laughs> like,
1: like through, through the fog, he's just standing on the end of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. There's
2: um another story from filming War of the Worlds when Spielberg and Cruise were out on location. They're walking down a street and there was, like, a donations jar for some girl that was ill. I don't remember what she was going through, but I know that, like, the town was trying to raise money for her and he just like drop like 10 grand in there. It's just like fucking boom. There you go. Have that. Then my other favorite one though is one day is just walking down the street. Like he's nothing to do with anything. This woman gets into an accident. I think she was hit by a car or something like that. Tom calls the ambulance. Ambulance gets there. He rides to the hospital with her to make sure she's okay. Finds out that she didn't have health insurance. Pays for the surgery. Was this just for good PR? No, this is shit. That, like, he did it years ago and I didn't find out about the story until well and truly after it happened. This is just Tom Cruise is legitimately a superhero in real life. <laughs> He's actually Clark Kent. Yeah, and this is what pisses me off. Like, Okay, so we fucking jumped on a couch once. He saved bastards' lives. Yeah. So what about the couch? He wasn't that bad. Everyone freaked out yeah. about the couch thing. Yeah, I know. I, I was watching it and you know what I thought at the time? He's an old man who's very excited about being in love and getting to have sex with a beautiful young woman. Young woman, yeah. I jump on the couch. <laughs> I jump on every bit of furniture in the house. <laughs> uh,
1: getting back to some more comments. So that was a good story, by the way. Good segue. Thank you. Good old Tom Cruise. Anything to get Tom Cruise into the podcast, yeah? Yeah. I'm planning on watching a Tom Cruise movie later on tonight. Okay. I wish I had the time. <laughs> Luke Nash says, uh, You can't beat Convoy. Public domain song that the producers have just driven into the ground on Simpsons and Futurama. Hmm. I don't remember Convoy being another episode of The Simpsons. People are probably listening going, how could you not remember it from this episode? <laughs> yeah, that, Top of my head,
2: I can't think of it. Yeah, I, thought, I didn't. that comment took me by surprise as well. I also didn't realise it was in the public domain, but there you go. Yeah,
1: uh, Paul McDonald says, every year my friends get the same picture on their birthday card. Every year it's the picture of the, you're the birthday yep. band. And finally, we've got a comment here from uh, Rachel Adams who says, I'm going to see Sting in a month. My husband wants to put quiet Marge,
2: he's a good digger, on his shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, I hope he would remember and recognise it I, I feel like he would yeah is Sting the sort of guy that would have done a lot of drugs or is he like clean I don't know but he seems pretty with it yeah well hopefully he's got enough to remember or at the very least someone in the crowd would- wouldn't recognise it Yeah, yeah the- put it on a banner yeah, you've you, you want a it. lot of people to be able to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's that, too that, funny for just a T-shirt.
1: But yeah, yeah. so uh, well, I did notice that someone did put a, a wrong comment here. I'm not going to name them because I can't find the comment, but they wrote, Dig up, stupid. That's from the Cat Burglar episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's not from this one. They obviously mm-hmm. got the episodes wrong. Anyway. Did
2: they maybe do it on purpose?
1: Who knows? I don't know. It doesn't oh. matter. So uh, thanks to everyone that commented on the post this week. Make sure you go to facebook.com slash discount. Every Tuesday, our time in the afternoon, we post it up. because usually when we record. Well, we might do it on a Monday. Monday or Tuesday. Monday Whenever or Tuesday. we're recording. Check Monday. If it's not their Monday. It's going to be their Tuesday. Yeah, who knows? Some days uh, it might be a Saturday. And put your favourite moment and why, and we may read your comment out on the show. Hmm. Now it's time to thank a few of our donors this week before we get into the mailbag. Okay. Now, people have been very generous this week, haven't they, Mitchell? Very, very generous. They We've have been, and we appreciate it, guys. Thank yes. you very, very much. Uh, Fourfingerdiscout.com.au forward slash donate. If you'd like to chuck a few dollars our way, really, really do appreciate it. It just helps pay for things like website fees and all that kind of stuff. And buys us bread and milk and butter. Mm. So thanks to Seth, I'm going to say Weins, W-I-E-N-S, Weins, Wines. Seth, Seth, anyway. Seth. Seth, thank you very much. Katie Roth, thank you very much, Katie. Jack Misson, a long-time listener of the show. Thanks, Jack. Now, this is a great name. Vasili Giamarelos. So it's V A S V A S I L I. Vasili. Vasily yeah, yeah, yeah. Vasili. G I A M A R E L O S. Sounds like he would
2: own a racing team. Yeah, like he definitely owns a Ferrari. Hmm. This is this is my favorite game when I get <laughs> names of listeners and try to figure out what they do based purely <laughs> off the name alone. So Vasili Giamarelos. I'm gonna start, that's what I'm gonna call it. Giamarelos. Yeah. Sounds like a soccer player, maybe.
1: Yeah. Possibly.
2: I hope he's... Definitely a race car driver. The other thing that I was trying to think of, just like it's a name that you could have really bad fun with with terrible puns. Yeah. What sort of past are we having tonight? Vasili.
0: <laughs>
2: or if he was a comedian, he could work his way into Monty Python sketches. Just like play a, sc- play a sketch and then edit his own face in. Stop that. It's Vasili. <laughs>
1: That would be great. So, thank you, silly. <laughs> we hope we haven't <laughs> offended you <laughs> with some of your name. But thanks to everybody that donated this week. Really do appreciate it. Fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. And you can chuck a few dollars that way if you would so please. If you could. Yes. Now it's time for... The mail, the mail is here! Woo! You like the mailbag? I like the mailbag. We all like the mailbag. Everyone likes the mailbag. so many letters come through this week. Oh, man. there's Yeah, there's... So, dozens
2: and dozens and dozens So
1: many So mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au If you'd like to have your letter read out in the air We can't read out everyone each week But we will get to them So mm. if we don't respond straight away Have no fear We will get to it Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au Getting tons of my two stories are, as well
2: Some people are still sending messages through to the Facebook page Yeah, and don't do it please, please email mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au It's just so much easier to keep track of where they are Because the the Facebook page just gets inundated with people posting in uh, stories and links and photos and content and stuff they don't want to share. So, you could send something through at like 8 in the morning and by 12 o'clock, I can't find it anymore. Yes. It's it's just, please, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. We're going to kick off with just a humble shout out because it's been a little while. Leroy uh, Searles, uh, S-E-A-R-L-E-S, Searles, Seals. S-E-A-R-L. A S. Seals, S- yeah. C. Yeah, it's C- like Sia. Seals. C, R-ls. C-, R-ls. C-, C- Anyway, uh, Le- uh, Leroy writes in saying, Hi, guys. Loving the podcast. Congrats on the 12 months. Thank you very much, Thanks, Leroy. Man. Most of my listening is done at work. He's a process controller at the Holden Plant in Adelaide, a career that's surely to be around for many years to come. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you please give a shout out to my friend, Alex, that put me onto the podcast. Thanks, guys. Alex, oh, I remember reading that one. consider yeah. yourself shouted out. Alex. Is that a girl or a guy? Doesn't go on to say. Oh, what do you think? Guy. I think girl. I think girl. I think everyone that listens are guys, and even when girls message in, I assume that's guys that have set up catfish profiles. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alex. I know you're a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Will Brinton, who's written in with us, uh, with a two cents story.
0: I'm Kent Bruckman, and that was my two cents.
2: Uh, hi Mitch and Dan, I'm forwarding my two cents story that I uh, he sent through the Facebook over to the mailbag. Oh, that's- you were, you were shown to that. You're like, do you mind please emailing <laughs> this to us because we don't read them here. I wasn't doing it like the comic book guy. <laughs> I'm fairly sure that I just said, hey man, that's actually that's a good story that I want to read, so please forward it to me. <laughs> All right, so here's the whole thing. Hey, guys, really love the show. Uh, It's actually much more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. I want to put, like, if we ever have a poster, that's the quote that I want. It's actually much more entertaining (laughs) than I thought it was going to be. That's on a business card. (laughs) That could be our shirt. That'd be fantastic.
1: It's actually more entertaining than you think it's going to be. That's
2: such a good idea for a design for a shirt. Yeah, Different quotes from listeners. Yeah. Yeah, finally. <laughs> finally, <laughs> it's taken months to come up with something. If you've got ideas for designs of shirts, by the way, email them through as yeah, well. If you're a graphic designer and you don't mind working for nothing, please send something yes. through. mailbag at four-finger discount. Because <laughs> all the good in. ones want money. Yes. I have a two cents cheapskate moment. This one is about my dad. Uh, his dad drives a 1992 Oldsmobile Cutlass that he got from a junkyard for $500 in 2002. So... With depreciation alone, that car is now worth negative money. <laughs> it uses uh, oil and has an exhaust leak that can be... Ex- I'm assuming it means it uses a lot of oil and has an exhaust leak that can be extremely loud. To go along with this need to drive extremely cheap, my dad will shut the engine off while driving and let the car coast in neutral to the next stoplight or until he needs the power from the engine to speed up again. I've heard stories of people like this before. I always thought they were a myth. I didn't know that they actually No,
1: I, my, I call him my uncle Mm. He's my great-uncle. Okay. I will never forget being at the lights and he pulled up and he turned the ignition off and he goes, ah, it's wasting petrol. And I'm thinking in my head, what happens if the car doesn't start? We're going (laughs) to (laughs) die. We're going to die. I was like like freaking out. I'm like, I've never been in a car at the lights where the, the car turns off on the road. That's when the cars conked out. Yeah, hazard lights come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Yeah. And he was just cool and calm. And I was like, okay, but that's the only experience. I always remember it when I it was it just, it startled me. It yeah. just, I was really scared for a moment. So, well,
2: I've got a car with stop start technology, so it doesn't automatically. Oh, okay.
1: that, that annoyed me. I was driving those cars for, for work sometimes. Okay.
2: Yeah. And I, I'm like, just stay on. I don't want <laughs> you to go off. They just got to keep the clutch in. Yeah. Uh, in any case, um, when he was in high school, he had a date brackets, with a girl my dad was going to chaperone and drive us to the movies or whatever it was that they were doing I assume he's written that in the story As in he couldn't remember If they were going to the movies specifically But it makes it sound like His dad had agreed to take them To whatever it was That they yeah. were doing So we're going to the movies Then uh takes us out to Glasgow We're going to score some heroin And uh, a little finger bang in the park A little bit later <laughs> on If you don't mind, father Thank you um, You dirty man <laughs> I can't believe I just used the word finger bang <laughs> Oh man We just lost so many listeners No, we didn't Oh my god People love fingering You're just They just gra- don't like to use the word You are a disgrace <laughs> On my way to our date's house, uh, I asked my dad not to do the fuel saver ignition thing when she was in the car. My dad's reaction to me asking him not to do it was something like as if I'd asked him um, if it would be okay to pummel the elderly with a bag of kittens. (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, But anyway, he agreed and we picked up the date. We start going down uh, the street to the first stoplight, car still running, and I hear the engine shut off. My date and I exchange looks and pretend that, and I pretended to act like I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) I asked my dad, why would you shut the engine off? He replied to me, I just think it's silly to waste fuel at stoplights. It's like burning money. Head in hand, I sit silently in disbelief. He refired the 92 special and started on our way up again to the movie theatre. Just as we uh, get up to speed, my dad puts the transmission into neutral and shuts the engine off. Oh my God. So this isn't just turning it off at red lights. This is, I'm at the speed limit now. I'm going to pop it into neutral and just let it go. That's crazy. I cringe with embarrassment. He continues to do fuel-saver coasting all the way to the theatre. Needless to say, my date and I didn't go home uh, together. She called her parents for a ride. My dad still drives the car. He sent a photo through of the car. Thank you very much. I for would that. feel dangerous in a car, someone doing that. Uh, you guys do an awesome job with the show. I have fun watching the episodes you review both before and after I've listened to the podcast. So he doubles up, watches mm. it once, and then comes back and goes, Oh, I wonder what they spotted that I didn't. Uh, sometimes it really gives a different take on what's going on, and it helps you see the show from another person's perspective. Thank you very much, Will from Lincoln, Nebraska. Finally got to your story, mate. Fantastic uh, movie, Nebraska with uh, Bruce Dern and... don't remember who else, but Bruce Dern. Cool. Um, Questions? Or do you have more My Two Cent stories? No, I'm going to move into... We do have more My Two Cent stories, but not for today. Okay. Um, Saving them for when... See, uh, for listeners, Dando... Both Dando and I have holidays coming up in the next few months. So, uh, this is another thing. If you don't get a question read out this week, part of it is because we're going to be recording a number of episodes in advance, so I'm sort of building up a backlog to make sure that we've got enough audience interaction as we're going along through all of that. Uh, this question comes in from Eric Lutringer, or Lutringer, depending on what... Uh, loot, loot or Lut, depending on who you want to ring. Hey, Mitch and Dando, love your show. I live in Colorado and I'm a manager at a marijuana dispensary, so <laughs> if we're ever in town, you can <laughs> Guarantee that I'll be coming to say hello and complaining of lower back pain. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Listeners in the States where marijuana is legal, what's like, are people even bothering to pretend to be sick or in pain these days or is it just walk in and get whatever you want? And what's the sort of the vibe that people get when they find out you're smoking it? Yeah. Or is is Colorado one of those ones, like one of the towns where it's just fully legal from those dispensaries rather than just being medical marijuana that's legalized? Who knows? Mm. Well, th- these are the questions yeah. that, I, that <laughs> the I have. Burning sent. questions. Exactly. Well yeah, burning. <laughs> uh, and I'm starting up my own my own hemp farm this year. So he's an entrepreneur. Congratulations. He's starting a hemp farm that I'm pretty sure it must be legal in Colorado. I would assume so. Unless <laughs> unless it can only be grown for medical. If not, please listen to this and you fucked, mate. <laughs> 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 um, I, no one with j- actual jobs listens to this show. No, exactly. Uh, I grew up out of uh, I grew up outside of New York, where we'd get uh, you'd basically get Fox New York and Fox Connecticut. So, in other one those ones where we'd get two kind of syndications crossing over and be able to watch all up around about ten hours of The Simpsons a week. Uh, started taping him as a teenager. He used to have, you know, 30-odd VHS tapes. So, this guy's essentially us, which are, which is yeah. kind of cool. And got very deep into Simpsons lore as a uh, as a teen. His question for us today is, what Simpsons merchandise do we wish existed that didn't i know there's been a lot of simpsons merch over the years and i don't know if they made any of these but i would always want to see some in canon merch such as homer's autobiography homer we hardly knew thee or burns will there ever be a rainbow have the books released as if they were written from the character's perspective that would be cool i this is not really merchandise but i wish that there was
1: more behind the scenes footage and documentaries from back in the day i know that's not merchandise but i feel like back then they didn't We don't get enough insight into how the show was operated back in the early days and I wish there was like a DVD set of like the behind the scenes of how The Simpsons was created in the earlier days. I would love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Speaking of that he has a hemp store, there's a Otto bong that you can get online. Oh, really? It's a ceramic bong. It's Otto's head. Okay. And it looks really, really cool. So if you're into that stuff, Google Otto ceramic bong and yeah, check it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it's cool. It looks really, really cool. (laughs) And what merch would you want? Well, I'm thinking of what else. Because I'm it's, it's, of- it's hard with The
1: Simpsons because there's,
2: there's just everything that has The Simpsons on I'd it. I'd like to get things that I can incorporate into my everyday life. So, yeah. I was thinking, like, I've never seen much in the way of good quality sports stuff with The Simpsons tie-in. So, like, maybe I could get a driver golf club and the face is, like, painted like Homer. Yeah. On, say Homer on the wrecking ball. Yeah. You know, a la The Simpsons movie. I've got um, Homer Simpson golf balls, but that's about
1: as close as I've got.
2: Okay, yeah, it's something like that would be kind of cool. Uh,
1: Joe montaigne has got the uh, the Fat Tony golf bag. Yeah, I, I, very, very. I cool. have a feeling that that's custom made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what other merch is there that we would possibly need? We don't really need merch. do We need, but want. There aren't enough decent, officially licensed Simpsons shirts. There's so many, like, yeah. uh, fake ones that are really cool, obscure references. Yep. But all of the licensed stuff's just like the family standing there and whatnot, and sort of like a. I've got like a Homer standing in his underwear saying mm, donuts or something like that. But yeah, yeah. you want like the steamed hams in the form of like the Burger King logo, yeah. shit like that. They could make so much money if they officially licensed that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, that's true. That'd all be really, really cool. It's like you know, Seinfeld has a bunch again of not. Uh, official a, Not official But the ones of My favourite one is a silhouette um, In white on black Of George Costanza's face With And the jerk Well the jerkster called And they're running out of you oh, Yeah a Fantastic t shirt What about uh, You can get Kramer's lobster shirt Can you? Yeah That's, fair, that's great Yeah um, One of my other favourites is the It was just a photo of George With Can't Written underneath yeah. it That was Yeah I, I just feel that the Fox Could be I just The Fox I feel like
1: Fox could be capitalising So much more on Simpsons mm. merch In regards to shirts and shit like that It's just a waste of money. Rather than than stop people from making it, make it yourself. I would have liked money
2: if they'd had a replica Simpsons TV released at some point. Yeah, that would be very cool. Little little bent antenna on top. Obviously,
1: the ultimate was the Simpsons house that got gutted. Mm. Oh, man. I
2: can't believe they got rid of that. Shattering. Yeah. Uh, Joel Baldwin we're moving on to now though he writes in as well hey guys love the show been listening since late season one and it's been a great ride so far I was wondering if you guys remember Simpsons Illustrated magazine did you ever check Simpsons Illustrated magazine no a lot of comics I did get a sort of like Simpsons summer specials and whatnot, which
1: is similar yep. to what he was talking about but not quite
2: not quite the same okay so he remembers reading it when it first came out in 91 and 10 uh, year old me never managed to figure out how the first issue of a brand new magazine could have readers questions in it uh, obviously <laughs> they couldn't have been any reader since it had never been published. Anyway, while I was listening to your latest podcast, Burns verkaufen der Kraftwerk, I heard you guys mention how most of the listeners' questions in the early show were actually just self-written. Now, that was a little bit of a self-deprecating joke, Joel. Um, 99% of what we read out in, the, the, in everything was true, but every yep. now and then we'd only have two questions we needed a third so i'd make one up on Yeah, the spot. i think we made it maybe two or three something that, like yeah. that if, if if anyone has picked up on any theme throughout this show it's that i don't like doing any more work than i absolutely have to <laughs> so, so i wasn't going to be sitting down and inventing too many questions yeah so once he'd recovered from the shock of this revelation so th- i feel bad now i i feel like i've pictured him just sitting on a chair and he had this moment of nothing is real and like in his eyes the roof disappeared above his head and he was just looking out into an empty void <laughs> Uh, I was reminded of a uh, 10-year-old me's conundrum about the Simpsons Illustrated magazine so thanks for clearing up a 25-year mystery uh, so yeah that, as I said that's from Joel Baldwin P.S. I'm no relation to Alec but I am available for photos next time I'm down in Geelong so Joel thank you very very much for writing in and we'll take you up on that offer we'll, we'll have a few little happy snaps next time you're down where's he way. from did you say where he's from uh, no I don't think it mentioned or well, if it did I've, I've moved on to the next email <laughs> <laughs> well going to the States and to England Mm. Over Christmas, so maybe we'll, we'll catch up and get a photo with Mr Baldwin. See what we can do. Or if he comes to Geelong, it'll just be me and him. Maybe he can guest for an episode. Yes. He can be guest Dando. Sounds good to me. Uh, a Final one for the mailbag this week, and oh my God, have I been looking forward to this. Yeah? Uh, oh, is this from Emily? Yes, this is from Emily. I'm not going to give away the surname, just due to the, the subject. Why not? Well, I don't know if it's the sort of thing that people are like, normally coy about or shy about. Should we give him a hint, like a W? Well, okay, so you've done that. <laughs> but I don't think they needed to. Anyway, so Emily. I'm just going to call her Lisa S. <laughs> Chesty LaRue writes in. No, Emily. highly uh, ho guys. Been listening to you for a couple of months. Uh, I, didn't, I, I appreciate ye old English whenever people write in, by yep. the way. Uh, I didn't want to send a message until I completely caught up. The podcast is fantastic. It's been keeping me sane for the past while. Proof that chicks listen, man. Uh, it's catfish um, I was wondering if you could help me Come up with a Simpsons related bio For my Tinder account I had a noble spirit in yes, uh, the smallest man for a while And only one, yes one Guy told me that the quote was cromulent It made me lose some faith In the male population of Ireland Any potential mate would have to keep up With my incessant Simpsons quoting So I feel a reference is the best way To filter out the time wasters Keep up the quality work And thanks for making something so great Now there are some questions that need to be discussed here. Firstly, any potential mate is going to have to keep up with some. Most people are on Tinder for one thing and one thing only. Are you sneaking The Simpsons references into the act of lovemaking, or is this just going to be pre and post? Is she just sort of saying she wants to date someone that will constantly quote Simpsons or someone, someone who's that's just a going fan? To, someone that's going to get it and appreciate it. So she wants to date someone that's going to read that profile and go, tremendous... This and, and like hit her up with the Simpsons thing. So we need to come well, up. That that is the dream. Yeah, and <laughs> I I like a noble spirit and biggin is the smallest man. I feel like it's the go to though. I also like the word... yeah, but for in Tinder in that environment, the word in biggin is kind of titillating. Yeah, and like I think she's actually done a really good job as it is. But we need to come up with something that's maybe a little bit more obvious, and maybe a few more people will come up with. Hmm. Well, we had that. We had a letter
1: sent in. Did you ever read that? A guy wrote an entire love letter to his wife purely of Simpsons quotes. Yeah, that's
2: true, but. I feel like also Tinder style, we've got to get more to the point. Yeah. So like I, I was thinking, could we get like the um, describing herself as having bosoms till Tuesday? Like that whole thing of yeah. when Selma is describing Patty And bosoms till Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Does she have bosoms till Tuesday? I have matter. no idea. <laughs> it's it's relevant. <laughs> um, what else is good? What else is some sort of vaguely... Hi, I'm Emily. So-and-so, you may remember me from something. Yeah, that could work. How about uh, in keeping up with one of the recent episodes? Just come out with "I'm as pretty as uh, Princess Leia and I'm as smart as Yoda." Yeah, that would that be cool. Work. The
1: thing is, as much as a Simpsons fan
2: as I am, I wouldn't pick up on that. You wouldn't. I would think you're a Star Wars
1: fan. Yeah, it that's wasn't true. until I
2: went back and reviewed the episode that I remembered that line. Okay, no, that's a fair point. My shirt's itching me. Do you mind if I take it off? Yeah, chafing me. Chafing me. Sorry, yeah, my yeah. shirt's chafing <laughs> me. I was like, itching. What's that one? Okay, oh yeah. man, now my pants are chafing me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Actually, I think that's that should be it. You should try that for at least a week yeah. and see what, <laughs> see what results you get.
1: Swipe, 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 swipe. <laughs> And
2: What what pictures is she using? I don't know. I'm you, I, on, I suggest I'm maybe a married man. I'm, a, I'm not in Ireland and B, I'm not on Tinder. Just it's just very fa- difficult for me to see what's going on. You
1: maybe put a picture of yourself wearing a Simpsons-related costume or shirt.
2: Yeah, that could To work. attract... But she wants people To attract get a potential obscure. mate
1: But I mean If you just want someone That likes appreciates the Simpsons If I Just say I was single And I was on you know, Tinder you And know I saw someone
2: wearing A chick wearing a Simpsons shirt I'd go for it You know what would be Like the most It would be really Really obscure But just a photo of her Holding up two drumsticks And like The, yeah, the bio just says Come and get them <laughs> I get it. Do that <laughs> if if any guy picks up on that, he's a husband. Yeah. Like that's that's <laughs> your that's your future life right there. That is swiped.
1: The drummer from Erasmus, swipes right. Yeah, <laughs> is, that, is that right? Is that how you get him? Uh, Swiping right. I
2: I honestly don't know. Couldn't tell you. You think, I think will, you swipe You're
1: right. saying you're right. You're all right. I want you. Swipe I think right. so.
2: I don't know. Who I'm knows. not with what the kids do these but days. But there's, there's some ideas. Then we're I'd be so screwed if. If, if my relationship ends, I don't think I'll ever know how to talk to anyone ever again. How did we get married? I've been out of the game for too long. Oh, okay. how, how did we even get married in the first place? Like an AFL player. Was like, I've had a really bad knee injury. Yeah. And then if I have to go <laughs> back in, like, the styles are different. I've lost my fitness. So I'm just not there. <laughs> not enough pre-seasons under the belt. Exactly. <laughs> this is like when Jordan tried to come back for the Wizards. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll still be good, but I won't be the great that I used to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So Emily, I hope that helps you. It's one of the more arrogant things I've ever
2: said about myself.
1: I want to see this
2: picture of her with the drumsticks, just saying, "Come and get it." Mm. Tell you, try. Let's try a few different ones. And if you could keep us entertained, send us through a snapshot of your Tinder profile with the different updates, and let us know. Each week, we'll like if send us through one Tinder profile with um, what are we going to go with? With my shirts chafing me, do you mind if I take it off? Yeah. Let let us know how you go for results, and and then like send us through. After a week, we'll we'll give you another one. We'll play like a, we'll do some stats, and so yep. we'll map it out over say a month, and we'll see what the most successful thing is out there so is. So
1: where was she from? Ireland. Ireland. So and, only Irish listeners can try and find Emily. Correct. And Emily we have a w. lot of them, fortunately.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the other thing, if anyone else out there is on Tinder and has a Simpsons reference that's worked, send that through as well. Should we say exactly where she's from? No. No. Okay. No. I'm <laughs> I, um, I don't think she says exactly where she's from so I feel like that oh yeah probably not that would that would probably <laughs> be crossing some boundaries
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah thanks Emily for the question so anyone who wants their questions read out if, you, if you, anything you want to say to us it doesn't have to be a question you just want to tell us something about the show mm. whether you like the show whether you don't like something that we're doing it's mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au we love to hear from new listeners oh, we love to hear from everyone but in particular it's nice to see names and go oh I don't know them I do like though when we go into emails and I'm like oh they've written back
0: I yeah, feel like we're cool. building
1: a rapport with people. Like I feel like we've met some of our listeners. Like we've we got haven't. pen pals. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, as you said, mailbag at
2: fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Hope you enjoyed our review of Radio Bar. I feel like this one's been a goodie. Oh, look, it was a great episode and I was really excited to start talking about it again. You know what I'm like, the, the episodes that have got more going on underneath are the ones that I really like yeah, getting involved in and that's probably why this has been one of the longer reviews that we've done for a while for
1: a while yeah so uh, make sure you like us on Facebook I'm pretty sure you have facebook.com slash four discount Instagram at four discount at four pod on the Twitter much tweets coming through at the moment Mitch? no I've been, no, I've been
2: lazy on that I apologise <sighs> I'm only joking I got <laughs> angry at social media why? <laughs> <laughs> because of this episode I oh, was okay. <laughs> like ah oh, people are sheep and <laughs> just it's just one lynch mob after another the hell with it all
1: <laughs> and make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube so we keep getting emails telling us that you've subscribed to us on YouTube
2: yeah Jesus Christ we've got to <laughs> change those settings
1: <laughs> no so just uh, youtube.com slash four I, I reckon
2: I've lost a good hour and a half of battery life a day because I just keep getting email notifications it's on annoying my phone. isn't it yeah,
1: but it's good though it's good, it's and good. Bad. yeah please don't stop yes. but, but Jesus so uh, Mitch
2: any final words before we let the listeners go for this week no, guys, just you know, keep an eye out for any Simpsons-related references on Tinder because you just never know when it might be one of our listeners. Yes.
1: Thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week.